What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 98 of the 1% Podcast. Had some awesome guests on the past two weeks, so if you guys have not listened to those episodes with Gabriel Pinto and then Michael Smoke, Will Beecham, and Colin Beecham, uh, please go listen to them. Some awesome conversations, some long-form conversations with some awesome guests who are doing some very positive things, putting some positive vibes and uh, energy out into the world, trying to... Uh, do that ripple effect in the positive direction like we always talk about. So uh, today on the podcast, we're going to go over my marathon training, uh, give some do's and don'ts, try to help some people who may want to get into marathon training. Uh, my marathon is on Sunday, so this will be dropping on Friday. I'm recording on Thursday, uh, so I'm about four days out. I'm super excited, or I guess three days out now. Um, super excited, and uh, the hay's in the barn, so the work's been put in. Nothing we can do at this point uh, other than do a little shakeout run on Saturday, but I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on Friday, I may be on the plane while you're listening. Um, headed out there to uh, hopefully hit a sub 330 marathon. So that is my goal is to do an eight minute pace for the whole race, uh, a little bit below eight minutes, and then uh, do sub 330. So we'll see what happens. We're just going to go out there and rip it. Um, and I'll crawl to the damn finish line if I have to. So, um, one thing I wanted to say, so I was doing my last, uh, training run this morning, went to the run easy run club in Cochran Shoals in Atlanta, uh, 6am Thursday mornings. Highly recommend you guys come out. Uh, if you listen to Colin Beecham on the podcast, he started the run club. It's an awesome community of like-minded people, uh, getting up early in the morning to do hard shit, push themselves and to, uh, ultimately make the world a better place. So cool community of people. If you're trying to get into running, highly recommend joining. Uh, it's a little, you know, easy four, five, six, seven mile run, depending on what group you go with. And uh, there's about 30 or 40 people that show up every Thursday. So I've been twice now. It's been awesome. I'm going to try and go. It'll keep me into running. Um, but I also just signed up for a half marathon in Las Vegas in February uh, with my business partner, Matt. So super excited about that as well. Um, pushing him to get into the running game and uh, got a whole plan built out for 11 weeks starting on Monday. And uh, we're going to rip that as well. So one of the things that I wanted to say is I was running with uh, Michael Smoke, who was on the podcast with uh, Colin a few weeks ago, and he gives gave some great insight on a ton of different things. But um, one of the things he said to me this morning was awesome, and it was a quote from, I think he said his dad or grandfather or somebody, um, but just talking about people who want to push themselves to be better versus some people that don't, um, and just the mindset that it takes. It's just a very simple quote, but... Um, it hit me pretty hard. So it's to those who get it, no explanation is needed to those who don't, none will suffice. So essentially to the people that understand, you know, and get it, you don't have to explain to them why they just know that they need to go do it to the people that don't understand. No explanation will ever suffice. They'll just make excuses, uh, for, everything pretty much. And, uh, just reasons why they can't do certain things. Um, they shouldn't do certain things or, you know, basically just making excuses on why they can't. Um, and I think that's very, um, equivalent to a marathon as well. So as I get into the marathon training do's and don'ts and different things about the training program that I went through, um, I will say at the beginning, I thought 26.2 miles, that's something that I would never be able to do. Why would I do that? That's, you know, crazy amount of time being put in. I'm very, very proud of myself. I'm glad I did it. Um, and obviously the race hasn't happened yet, but we'll get into all the training and what went into it. But it was a lot of stuff, a lot of dedication, a lot of early mornings, um, 
you know, a lot of sacrifices of not drinking, not doing certain things, not going places, um, just to make sure that these runs can get completed. So I think that if you're listening to this and you're debating whether you should sign up for a marathon or not, I think you should do it because once you do it and your money is up, you're going to train and do it. I mean, it's like $200 to do a marathon. So once you sign up for it, it's pretty, um, essentially you just got skin in the game. So you're going to get it done. But, um, with that being said, I think anybody can do it. If you put your mind to it you have a lot of limiting beliefs that tell yourself that you can't do something. Um, everyone that I tell that I'm running a marathon, they're like, Oh, I can never do that. And I'm just looking, I'm like, yes, you could. You just have to put in the work necessary and you don't want to put in the work necessary to be able to run a marathon. So it's more of a mindset shift that you can do it if you want to. I don't care if you weigh 350 pounds right now. I promise you, you could run a marathon if you put in the work. You're not going to be able to run one tomorrow. You're not going to be able to run one next week, next month, maybe not even next year. But if you put in the necessary sacrifices and the work to get it done, I promise you, you'll be able to do it. You'll be proud of yourself and you will not regret the fact that you did sign up and put yourself through all those uncomfortable times to ultimately be a better person. So um, with that being said, We'll get into the marathon training, then I'll talk over a book that I just uh, just read and some books that I'm going to read here shortly, um, and then talking about next year, kind of want to get a book club together, so if anybody's interested in doing a book club, I'll kind of touch on that um, at the end as well. So with all that being said, the, um, the marathon training has been um, crazy, so it's... Uh, I've run 577 miles since I started training back in June. Um, Before June, I didn't run a single mile So uh, this year. So with that being said, um, zero miles from June or from January to June. In June, I ran 30 miles, July 55, August was 132, September was 99. October was 130, November was 105, and December is going to end up around 50 after the race is all said and done. Um, So with that being said, some of those runs, you know, if my legs were tired, we were running five days a week, Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So every day except for Thursday and Sunday, that's tough. I mean, especially with this weather now getting cold, um, you know, it's tough to get out there and push yourself to do these things, especially when the you know weather's changing, your nutrition, your hydration and all that stuff um, has to be dialed in. So, you know, all in all, it's been an awesome experience to run. My legs are definitely tired, but they're feeling better after this taper. Um, so for those of you guys that don't know, when you're running a marathon, you get to a certain peak. My peak was 19 miles. So that's the most that I've ran. I ran at like an 820 pace. So if I can just shave off a little bit of time from that and continue to go for seven more miles, I'll have the marathon done in under 330. Um, But with all that being said, one thing that I did not do, which I've been told to do recently, is to run the longer run slower. Um, Michael told me that at the beginning of the training. I just want to just you know get the runs over as soon as possible, but it is a necessary evil to run slower to get faster. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It didn't make sense to me, but once I started doing it and running in zone two, which is where you can pretty much breathe through your nose and have a conversation while you're running, um, it makes you a lot faster on the long runs. Don't ask why. I'm not 100% sure why. Michael's smoke would be able to tell you why. Um, but 
that is something that I've been trying to pull back on is trying to run everything so fast and run a little bit slower. So as you can see, it steadily builds up. And then about three weeks before the marathon, we hit our peak. Mine was 19 for this training. And then you start tapering down. So it was like 19, 15, 14, half marathon, 10, eight, six, and then all the way till the race. And so this last week, um, we're only running three times before the race. So, or four times, I guess. So six Monday, four Tuesday, four Thursday, two Saturday, and then the race is on Sunday. Um, so with that being said, you peak up and then you come back down steadily just to make sure that, you know, your legs are in good shape. You're tapering down for the race. Um, and so it's been, pretty crazy experience running. Uh, the amount of time I've spent on the road is 83 hours and 30 minutes. So almost at exactly three and a half days worth of time, just running, uh, this year really in the last six months, which has been pretty insane. So with all that being said, um, very happy with how the training's progressed. If you guys need a training program, I'm more than happy to build one for you, or there's plenty online. Uh, Michael built this one for me just cause I'm trying to keep up with him in the race, which is going to be awesome because it's a lot of motivation to keep up with Mike. Um, and five of his air force friends are actually running it with us as well. So will be an awesome experience as far as the do's and don'ts are concerned. Um, do absolutely stretch all the time. I was not good at stretching before this. Still not great at stretching now, but I've been stretching a lot more than I did before we started. Um, making sure your legs are loose, you know, hydrating. It's very important to drink at least a gallon of water every day, making sure you're getting some salt in the hydrations, um, you know, electrolytes, all that good stuff. And then the nutrition. I have not been great about my nutrition. So that's something I'm sure we'll talk about next week when I do a marathon recap pod. Um, but I'm going to see how it goes in the race. I'm just going to kind of wing the nutrition part of it, which is not necessarily the smartest thing to do, but um, that's where I'm at just because I'm not a huge eater when I'm running. Uh, I only like to drink water and or Gatorade when I am running. So with all that being said, do stretch, do get your nutrition dialed in, do get everything you know, taking care of beforehand, I've bought four new pairs of shoes because they say you can only run with your pair of shoes for about, you know, 200 miles or so. You got to switch them out. You can tell when they get worn down. So I kind of strategically bought new shoes to where I could wear them in and then wear them for the race before they got worn down. Um, so you're going to have to spend time, money, effort, but it ultimately has been very, very good for me. Uh, it's a nice you know, time when you're running to think about stuff, to listen to podcasts, listen to music, let your mind wander wherever it may be. And on the podcast last week, we heard about the three S's where you need to sit in stillness and silence. Um, those two you can do while you're running. It's not necessarily stillness, but silence. Absolutely. Um, and you get to just be with yourself for hours on at a time. I mean, when I was running 19 miles and two and a half hours, I was just out on the roads by myself. There's no one even awake yet. You're the only person on the roads doing hard stuff that, you know, a lot of people aren't even going to do, let alone doing at the time that you're doing gives you a very, very positive outlook and a good mindset. What I would say don't do, which I did several times, don't push off runs. Like if you have a run on Saturday, I highly recommend getting it over with because I would push some of the Saturday runs or some of the other runs to Sunday. Um, and having to do those on Sunday when you really just want to relax is tough, but it also is tough to stick with your schedule, get up and go run in the mornings. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I had to coach after work. So didn't have time to run after work. Now that I've gotten, uh, you know, done coaching for this year, had a little bit more time to run after work, but honestly getting it knocked out in the morning is the best because as I'm sure you guys 
guys know, work shit pops up throughout the day. A lot of times, you know, sometimes you're working past five, if there's issues that arise or anything like that. So just knocking them out first thing in the morning is definitely my best advice on that. Um, as far as other don'ts, I would say, you know, don't try to have a terrible diet and run. Eating good, nutritious food helps a ton. Um, as far as going out and just being successful on your runs. And I also think don't tell yourself you're going to do something and then not do it. Um, I've made that mistake a couple of times throughout the training. What, whereas like pushing off runs and stuff like that, I just need to get it in my mind that the night before I'm running X amount of miles in the morning, uh, it just gets it through your head makes you know that when you wake up, that's what you have to do. I would recommend setting out your clothes before you even get up in the morning, um, you know, the night before just to lay out your outfit, because that is another thing checked off the box. Um, easy to just get up, pop out, pop out of bed, put on your clothes and get out. If you have to go sifting through stuff or fix your laundry or whatever, it's always a pain in the ass. Um, so with all that being said, that's kind of the marathon training recap. I'll have a marathon podcast recap next week. Uh, probably try to get Michael on as well to kind of talk through some stuff. We'll see how the race goes, uh, but super excited for it. Hope this inspires other people to sign up for a five K 10 K half marathon or a full marathon. Um, and don't try to do a full marathon at first. I did, you know, five K's, 10 K's Spartan races, half marathons, and this is the first full marathon that I'm going to do. Um, we'll see if it's my last, but Definitely wanted to get this checked off um, and building my life resume, which Jesse Isler says. So I just want to do hard shit, inspire other people to do hard shit. And uh, hopefully listening to this is not just rambling and you guys are getting something out of it to where you do want to go ahead and sign up for something hard and push yourself to your limits. So um, with all that being said, last thing is I read this book, shout out Wells, who sent it to me. Um, it's called The Power of Moments. And it just talks about how each moment in your life and each milestone can be a lot more celebrated than most people make it out to be right now. Like your thousandth day at work, your company could, um, you know, make it more special for you. Or a better example is a doctor who created the MRI machine. When he first created it, he had his first child go in for an MRI and the machine was super scary and children that are claustrophobic have a tough time getting into the machine. So with that being said, he decided to make the machine creative and he made it into in different children's hospitals around the world. They did, you know, like a pirate ship and walking the plank to go to the MRI machine. So making it a game for these kids and an experience that they can remember to where it's a positive memory. It's not necessarily a negative memory when you're going through something that sucks. Um, so that's kind of a brief recap of what the book is. It's a lot more in depth than that, but I won't bore you with that right now. Um, just thought it was very important to say, and it's something that I'm going to try to do in my business, in my personal life with Nina, with friends, uh, celebrating other people, making them feel special. So something I thought that I would point out, and, uh, I got a few more books on the docket, the power of 48 or the 48 laws of power, some investment books, uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek um, and some some real estate books as well. So I'm going to read those. I'll give some recaps on a later podcast, but um, I do want to start a book club next year. If anybody's interested, we could read a book a month. I'm probably going to try to read two books a month or more, um, but we can stick with a book a month to start with, and then we can all get on a Zoom or something and discuss it and or meet in person, depending on who all is interested. So with all that being said, if you are interested in that, uh, the men's group that we're going to put together that we're hopefully going to have a, our first dinner uh, in Atlanta, 
before the end of the year. Uh, let me know. We'd love to have some of you guys out there and uh, let's keep on getting 1% better. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate the support. Love you guys. And uh, we'll keep you posted next week with another marathon recap.